you see about 40% of small businesses use MSPs and some crazy number like 89% of small businesses would leave their MSP for a better cybersecurity solution and would, would be p- willing to pay up to 20% more from what they're paying now for a better cybersecurity solutions. What we're trying to do is enable MSPs to be cybersecurity providers so they're not the ones that, that are being left, but they're the ones that small businesses are going to. Welcome to the Software Channel Partner Podcast, where you'll hear leaders of partner programs talk about their greatest challenges and most successful solutions. And now your host, Louis Gadima, the president of Revenue and Associates. Welcome to the Software Channel Partner Podcast, where we talk with leaders in software partner programs to learn about what's working today. And if you like what you hear in the podcast, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, or whatever service you're using to listen to it. That will help others find the podcast, too. Mike Hanauer, Chief Revenue Officer of Scout Security, is my guest today. Before Scout, Mike held senior sales positions at several companies, including being Vice President of U.S. Sales at Datto. When he was hired at Scout, the press release said, Hanauer will oversee Scout's channel sales strategy, focusing on driving the growth of the company through managed service providers, unquote. That sounds perfect for us. So, Mike, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. So, Mike, after school, I noticed that you served as an electrical engineer working on the reactors on the USS Enterprise. Thank you for your service. What was that like? Absolutely, yeah. Ha- happy to do it. It was more out of necessity after a failed um year at at college i uh, I, I realized <laughs> that i i needed i needed a bit more discipline and the military helped me out a lot with that but yeah it was it's a lot less exciting than it sounds there was a lot of schooling and i learned how to learn it was really cool be, because i knew what to do when things went wrong but the focus was on things not going wrong yeah of course <laughs> yeah <laughs> you were successful if it was not an exciting day Exactly, exactly. I, I knew what uh what dial to turn when uh when another dial moved. It was yeah. it was not as exciting as it sounds, like I said, but uh it was pretty cool. And it was uh it was cool to uh have that trust instilled in me by the by the US government. So I, I was happy to serve. Did you uh did it take you to some interesting places? Interesting portals? Yeah, I mean I, I I went uh I went all over the world. Hong Kong, Singapore, Korea, France, Dubai uh, Bahrain, all over the place. I did, uh, served about, uh, 19 months in the Arabian Gulf. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I'm, uh, we'll do another episode entirely on, on your time in the Navy, but let's, let's talk about the channel today. So yeah. please, please fill us in a bit with some more detail on your career path. Uh, sounds like the Navy was successful in giving you the focus that you needed and the discipline. So what, where is your career path gone? Uh, in business, and what brought you to your focus on the channel today? So when I got out of the military, I realized that I was—I I didn't want to work with machines anymore. There was a lot of troubleshooting and a lot of figuring out the problem, and I, I realized I wanted to get into sales, where you can you can simply talk to people and find out what the problem is and get to the solution quicker. So got into sales. I eventually ended up at a company that was doing government CIO summits. And we worked with the CIO from the White House, the FBI, the CIA, and what they were looking for at that time, this was during the 
federal data center consolidation initiatives. And they were looking for new ways to back up and store their data. They were all on, on tape still, uh, moving to, to virtualized technologies and things along those lines. And I, I came across this cool company doing some innovative stuff called Datto. And uh, they had about 25 employees at the time. And I pitched them. And they said they didn't have the money to, to sponsor the, the event that I was doing, but they wanted me to come in to interview for a sales rep position. <laughs> um, and, and fun fact, I did not get that sales rep position. I ended up starting at Datto as a sales engineer in 2011, about, about 25 employees at the time, and grew from a sales engineer, moved into a sales rep position, and then managed the sales team, director of U.S. sales, and eventually the vice president of sales at Datto. And uh, it, it was crazy. Over, over eight years, we grew the company from 25 people to 1,600. The revenue numbers were growing at a crazy amount. We had been through two rounds of VC funding and eventually a acquisition from Vista. And at that point, I realized that I wanted to get back into the into the startup mode. I, I got an offer for for a position from uh, from Aiden Kehoe, who's our CEO for Scout. And it was it was really interesting what Scout was doing because it felt a lot how felt like how backup was in 2011 that there are a lot of point solutions. And what data was doing was combining all of those solutions into one and giving you a support mechanism for it and, and showing everybody how to use the technologies and putting them all together. And that's what Scout's doing. Scout's aggregating multiple technologies to enable MSPs to become cybersecurity companies. So it lined up really well with what my expertise was. And I was super excited to join. The team's great. Oh, that's great. It sounds like... Uh quite a, a rocket that you got on there at Datto. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. It yeah. was a lot of fun and I and I and I hope to do it again. And and you weren't just riding the rocket, you were helping uh, get the rocket up there. Uh, what about why don't you tell people what Scout Cybersecurity does and and provides and who do you sell to? So Scout is 100% focused on the MSP channel. What what Scout does is we offer log monitoring network monitoring, email protection, and endpoint protection. And we, we back that all up with our analytics platform and 24-7 SOC 2 Type 2 SOC. I think the, the big thing right now is not necessarily the technology that's being used. I don't, I don't think technology is the problem. Technology like endpoint protection, email protection, uh, monitoring, all of these technologies have been available for a really long time. What the challenge is, is having an expert in everything. And, and what we're trying to do is, is not necessarily solve the problem with technology, but solve the problem with, with packaging. So what's the problem that we're trying to solve? If you look at things like HIPAA compliance or FINRA or any, any of these compliance, what we want to do is package solutions that are, that are solving problems. So if you're looking at, for HIPAA, for example, you need, um, you need log storage for seven years, 10 years for pediatrics. Even if you look at veterinarians, veterinarians actually need to obey to some HIPAA standards if they're giving a prescription for, say, like painkillers for a dog. The human owner actually needs to adhere to, uh, they need to adhere to the HIPAA standards for that. So what we want to do is put together packages that have all the solutions that somebody's going to need to meet those compliance standards. So again, I, I don't think there's a technology challenge. The technologies have been available for years. It's just a matter of putting them together in a way that solves the problems people are looking for. We feel that all 
managed service providers are going to need to become cybersecurity companies if they're going to survive. I mean, I don't know if you've seen the um, the continuum. I think it was called underserved, and it was a study that Continuum did that it was different than all the studies I've seen because they actually focused on the SMBs, not on the MSPs. And what they found was that you see about 40% of small businesses use MSPs and some crazy number, like 89% of small businesses would leave their MSP for a better cybersecurity solution and would would be willing to pay up to 20% more from what they're paying now for a better cybersecurity solution. What we're trying to do is enable MSPs to be cybersecurity providers. So they're not the ones that, that are being left, but they're the ones that small businesses are going to. Okay. And for uh, people who are listening to this, if you are want to find Scout online, it's spelled with a K, S-K-O-U-T. So your partners are MSPs, they're not MSSPs, not managed Correct. security service providers. Correct. And, and Scout actually started as an MSSP, um, selling to direct customers. And, and we actually found that the biggest challenge MSPs are having is selling and uh and packaging and so we have that experience selling direct to end customers so um that's that's where we're really seeing a lot of our value and uh, this is for the smb market not the enterprise market uh Correct. and you're 100 percent channel we are 100 percent channel now yes okay so can i ask you i don't know if this is something you can talk about on the podcast or not but how many partners you have today and what your goal is for a year from now so I would rather not talk about how many partners we have, but our channel presence tripled in uh, in the second half of this year. We were focused on end customers for a very long time, so the the end customers were continuing to flow in. But when I uh, when I started at Scout in June of this year, it was a a hard stop on pursuing end customers. So there was a I don't know if you did see, um, but there was a rebrand in June. It was actually my first day. I approved the new website, um, mm-hmm. and it it was entirely focused on MSPs that were protecting small and medium businesses through MSPs. So our entire focus for the second half of the year was on was on selling to MSPs, and I'm I'm happy that we we tripled our revenue from the channel, and we uh, we tripled the number of partners that we that we that we had selling our solution in Q3. So at Datto, you worked with Rob Ray. Rob is a real force in uh, the channel world. He was the 2018 Channel Partners Influencer of the Year. Yeah. And I was, I was fortunate enough to have Rob as the first guest on this podcast. And if you're listening to this and haven't heard that interview, I strongly recommend that you do. Rob is a passionate proponent of being 100% channel also. What do you think you learned from Rob about the channel while being at Datto? The biggest thing that I learned from Robin, and and first of all, I I was recently asked if I've won if I've won any awards, and my comment was that I'm friends with Rob Ray, if that counts, because Rob Ray is <laughs> he's he's a, he's a god in the channel. He's he's wonderful to work with, and what I learned from Rob is the the community aspect of the MSP channel, how focused everybody is in getting other people better. I mean, you saw recently there was a the anatomy of a breach or something that that Datto did. And Datto partnered with a bunch of competitors 
along with an MSP that that was breached through their uh, using their RMM tool as a vector uh, for ransomware. And the fact that that MSP was willing to share exactly what happened, how it happened, how it can be prevented, and the fact that data was willing to work with people that they compete with on a daily basis to educate the MSP community, it's mind-boggling how much people are willing to help out their competitors to better the community. It's, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah. Now, it's interesting that you are focused on MSPs, not MSSPs. I, I know some people in the cybersecurity field who are somewhat skeptical if a, a broad range of MSPs can handle the, not in terms of intellectually, but just in terms of their background and, and their training and experience, because what happens in cybersecurity, you know, there's new threats daily. And that's not the situation in most other technology. So, you know, it's a real different mentality almost that you have in the, the cybersecurity and, and many other parts of technology. Yeah, it's interesting because it's the only place in the MSC space, I guess, that there's not only you're, you're dealing with the MSP, you're dealing with the end customer, and then you're dealing with a whole nother person that's trying to cause damage and trying to cause harm. I don't know that that MSPs can become MSSPs, but what you're seeing is there there's a lot of managed service providers that are actually starting separate companies. And and I don't know if it's necessary to limit liability or or why they're doing it, but they're they're starting separate companies that are serving as MSSPs that they partner with to serve as their cybersecurity branch. So it's cool. So there's MSPs starting MSSPs. And then we're in there trying to enable MSPs to become MSSPs if they want and giving them the, the tools and the technology and the analytics platform and, and the people to back it up. Because there's such a shortage of cybersecurity talent right now that it's tough to hire and it's expensive to hire the right people. Yeah, for sure. So Scout received a $25 million investment round in September. So your war chest is well stocked. Are we going to see some of that? Uh, focused on a major expansion of the Scout Partner Program? Yeah, so we're planning on releasing the our new partner program in uh, on February 1st. Uh, so that's the plan there. We're, we're putting together some aggregate pricing. And, and what's interesting with what we're doing, what you're not seeing in cybersecurity right now, a lot of things are, are priced by endpoint, by user, by active IP, by events per second. So we're, we're going to be bundling everything together into a per user price to align with how MSPs price and the pricing will be based on uh on partner tier so we're we're really excited about that but the majority of that money is all going to events channel presence and getting out there as much as we can to to show people what we're doing that's great so this is this episode will drop actually just a few days before February 1st so good timing you mentioned a few things uh, what real, really went into creating the new channel strategy for Scout? So our uh, our CEO Aiden, who's phenomenal, if you can get ever get him on here, he his focus has always been on protecting people and protecting businesses and protecting the lifeblood of the economy, which is which is small businesses. And what he found was that when we were out there selling direct, once you get below 500 employees, there's usually a managed service provider in there doing doing some work, whether it's fully outsourced IT or, or augmentation. And he was working a lot with MSPs and didn't know the MSP community. And 
he found that the the small businesses who really need the protection because they're get they're getting attacked by ransomware and and email threats and spam and and everything the the best avenue to protect them was through managed service providers and that's when he came across me and i've i've sort of helped launch that strategy okay so how many uh countries does scout operate in so scout operates uh mostly in the u.s and canada uh we have an EMEA presence as well so we're operating in uh mostly in ireland and england but we're looking to expand globally as well. I mean, I know uh, Australia has a, a huge managed service provider presence. The Netherlands is up and coming. We just went 100% channel in EMEA in January. So uh, hoping to expand uh, all over Europe. We'll, okay. we'll be at, uh, are you going to be at Datocon in, uh, in Europe? No, I'm going to be at the uh, Channel Futures event in Las Vegas in March. Okay, yeah, we're we're planning on doing um, Datocon and IT Nation in, in Europe this year, so planning oh, okay. on a big expansion there as well. All right, great. So, what technology do you think? Uh, you know, as you were putting together this new strategy and the new channel program that you're launching on February first, from a point of view of channel tech, what were you looking at? What did you think was important? Portal, a PRM, through channel marketing automation, other technologies. We're on the full Salesforce stack. The one thing that we're missing that I would love to have is Tableau. Um, I think the data visualization is phenomenal, but we're using outreach. We're using, we're using Salesforce. We're using Pardot. What really, really helps in, in recruiting new channel partners is actually the, the in-person connection. We're spending a lot of time at events um, and then using outreach for follow-up to, to get in, uh, in contact with everybody. Okay. Are there particular analytics that you use that you're going to be focused on for measuring the success of the program? So I think the most important metric that I'm that I look at is time to second sale. A first purchase is generally for internal demo use or a first customer, but the time that it takes from the first time somebody spends money with Scout to the second time is is really showing the um, the success of the channel program and and how we're working. I'm not as concerned with the amount of money being spent, but the the amount of customers we're protecting is the best metric for us. Yeah, I've actually heard that from other people on the podcast, other channel leaders who talk about that second sale, that a lot of partners get one sale, but it, it starts to show real commitment to the program when they get the second sale. Yeah, and it's the time to second sale and it's the, the ramp up from there. Because you'll see there's, there's a lot of MSBs that will use multiple technologies. And the amount of customers you're protecting at an individual managed service provider really shows the, the commitment to your technology. Yeah. Okay. What about partner enablement? What, what have you been looking at there? I, I know Rob talks a lot. Rob Ray at Datto talks a lot about partner enablement around sales and marketing and some of the business issues that everybody hand, you know, we'll take care of the technical training, but what kind of uh, partner enablement programs are you looking at? Yeah, so we we actually just built a, a full partner toolkit that enables our partners to go out, whether they're selling into real estate, retail, hospitality, healthcare, it actually, we can go out and build out a, a score sheet for their sales reps to go out and get that what compliance the, those specific customers need to meet, what technologies they need to put in to meet those compliance requirements. 
it, and it scores them. And, and what we're seeing is we're, we're doing a, a full sort of technology overview. This is what you have. This is what you're protected from. This is what you're vulnerable to. Are you open to this, to those vulnerabilities? And we, we actually saw one customer that is taking that scoring matrix and saying, if you score below an 85, we need you to sign a waiver that we're not liable for any for any security breaches. And, and you see the, the waiver being used a lot. So for example, if, if the score is based out of 100, if, if they're below 85, they have to sign a waiver. If they're above 90, then they get a discount on their other services because they know there's not going to be, there's, there's going to be less risk for them. So these are customers who are signing the waiver? Yeah, so the, the end customers of MSPs. Because they're not being uh, active enough, they're not being aggressive enough in in implementing the things that the MSP is recommending. Exactly. Yeah. So they're going in there and saying, I, "This is you need to sign this waiver um, because I've recommended that you need to use this technology to protect yourself, and you're choosing to not do that." Boy, I'll have to try that in marketing sometime. <laughs> you should. <laughs> <laughs> I told you you wouldn't get leads if you didn't do this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and, and you saw the uh, the the waiver. I I first saw it working in backups and and business continuity. It works. It works making people sign a waiver, and especially if you're looking at something compliance based. For example, and a, a HIPAA client, if they need to maintain logs for seven years, and they're they're not even monitoring their log. Having them sign a waiver is basically them signing something saying they're not adhering to the law. Mm -hmm. So it can it can be very effective in cybersecurity. <laughs> it focuses their attention. Mm -hmm. So you also mentioned community. Do you think that that's the prime thing that you are focused on here in your in your new role at Scout? Or you know, is there one thing that as you've been putting this program together? that has been top of mind more than anything else? There's two things. One is one is community, just having people know that, that we're there to help them and, and protect them and that we're not only are we a player in the MSP space, but we're committed to the MSP space and we're going to stay around for a long time. So I think that's super important for us to be at as many events as we can and showing people and reminding them that, that we're involved in the MSP community. And second is just it's listening to MSPs. Because the only reason that cybersecurity is a problem right now with small businesses is that they don't understand the vulnerability. And you look at you look at an MSP and they go in and they try to sell to one of their end customers that they've had for ten years, and they say, "Hey, we're going to need we're going to need to up you five hundred dollars a month to do X, Y, and Z." The end customer is going to say, "Well, I thought you were already doing those things. You mean I haven't been protected all of these years?" And there's a lot of education that needs to happen and a lot of awareness that needs to happen with, with small businesses as to how the cybersecurity landscape has changed and what their antivirus and firewalls protecting them from versus what it's not. Mm, interesting. So, Mike, what should I have asked you about that I didn't? What keeps you up at night? What keeps me up at night is the people that say no. <laughs> it, um, Who say no to what? It, uh, the people who say no to to scout to cybersecurity to to not doing anything to solve the cybersecurity problem, especially with MSPs, because MSPs are now MSPs are seen from these bad actors. They're a vector. If they're not protecting themselves, 
they're the avenue for a bad actor to get to hundreds of clients. Mm. And you saw it with Synoptech, you saw it in Albany, shutting down the airport out there. The MSPs are now seen as a prime target for bad actors, that they can use the their RMM tool, they can use any credentials that they get to access hundreds and hundreds of clients. So what keeps me up at night is, and I, I honestly, I do not even care if they're using Scout. I just care that they are protecting themselves and protecting their end customers. Great. You mentioned going to DattoCon. Can we expect, is there a, a ScoutCon or will there be a ScoutCon soon? I would, I would absolutely love to do a ScoutCon. I, I think we're going to, we'll, we'll probably focus on small regional shows and, and, uh, and expand from there. But uh, I, I would love to, I would love to see a ScoutCon. I would love to see a, just a, an MSP security focused conference, whether or not that's Scout, whether it's a bunch of Scout vendors, cybersecurity vendors coming together to put together an MSP conference focused on, uh, on cybersecurity. But I, I don't think we're at a place yet that, uh, that we can put together a Scout conference in, in 2020 or 2021. I used to own a marketing agency and we had a proprietary content management system and we did an annual users conference and it was the highlight of the year uh, for the staff. They got to interact with the customers who usually they were only emailing or uh, on the phone with, but it was a great thing. Yeah. And I, I remember, um, I remember when we first started doing DattoCon, the first one was in, it was in DC on the September 11th weekend that the hotel Reagan was shot at uh, a Jewish holiday. So it was, it was not the best conference. It wasn't the best time. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, the first one we brought 200 people there and, and it was great. And we, and we grew up from there, but the sense of community there and reps being able to go and even like we would bring a hundred developers to, to DattoCon and their interaction with customers and finding out what they needed. And when I was at Datto, we saw the partners that came to DattoCon grew 40% faster than the, the partners who didn't. So I absolutely understand the value of it. Um, I just, I, I don't think we're, uh, I don't think we're there yet, but I, I'd love to do it one day. Yeah. When we did the first conference at our agency, at my agency, we did it in Boston in February, which was not a good idea. <laughs> we we had a snowstorm. We had a blizzard yep. that messed up everything. And so uh, from then on, we did it in April and things went yeah. much more, much more smoothly. I still do think that DattoCon, DattoCon and IT Nation are the, the must-attend events for, for any MSP. Okay. So, Mike, how can people contact you? If uh, they want to know can... more about Scout, if they want to know more about your your partner program? So they can uh, shoot me an email at mike at scoutsecure.com um, or shoot me a LinkedIn message. I'm, I'm easy to get in touch with. All right. Terrific. So thank you for joining us today, Mike. As, as I do with all guests, I'll be sending you a copy of my Bullseye Marketing book in appreciation. It was recently named one of the best marketing plan books of all time. Well, I'm excited to get it then. And thank you for listening to the Software Channel Partner Podcast. And please subscribe and listen to future episodes.